now. I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time. Like the last time, you better get ready to race to the top. I'm ready to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. Hey guys, Jamie here and welcome to another awesome episode of Mindset with Muscle. We're continuing on to chapter 7 of the Mindset with Muscle book, which is titled Passion Breeds Success. Um, We're going to delve a little bit deeper into exactly why that is. A lot of it has to do with the amount of relentless energy that you have when you're passionate about something. Before we get started, however, have you checked out my Train With Jay? So many guys have jumped onto it, those that are looking to drop body fat, build muscle, and get in the shape of their life, and the community is growing day by day. Ladies, I will have something for you in the new year. Please do not panic, and I may have something very special for you in the next couple of weeks. But gents, if you are interested and you want to find out more, head on over to www.trainwithj.co.uk. Right, let's get cracking with chapter seven. Chapter seven, passion breeds success. Something strange happens when I talk to people about nutrition, training and mindset. I completely lose track of time, especially if I'm talking to someone who is equally passionate about those things. I end up deep in conversation and I really enjoy interacting with them and finding out what they think. What's great though is that most of these people are my clients and they are paying me. Basically, I'm getting paid to do the things that I love. Back when I was at school, I could never have imagined that it would be like this. I never did very well there because I didn't enjoy it. It felt like a chore to learn, to read and to talk about things that I didn't really want to learn, read and talk about. Apart from anything else, it was very boring and I struggled to retain information about things that really didn't interest me at all. Unfortunately, I believe that people are conditioned in this way from a very young age. And for many of them, it simply doesn't work. They spend years in education doing subjects they're not interested in, to do jobs they don't really like, to pursue a career that they don't really want. But if you find something that absorbs your attention completely, something that makes the time fly by without you noticing, then you've found your passion. When your passion is your business, the entire game changes, and this has changed the way I think about success forever. Why following your passion will bring you more success than a job. When I lost my job and started to follow my passions, I began to read more and learn more about the things that I wanted to do. And a funny thing happened. I started to absorb and remember the information that I was hearing and reading, simply because I was interested in it. I started to implement what I was learning, and I was using it every day for work. To firmly establish in your brain what you have learned, there is nothing like putting it immediately into practice. Something you'll understand if you have ever had training on a new software, but not actually started using it until some weeks or months later, by which time you will have forgotten everything that you've learned. In the past, I had looked on education as something that was done to me. I went to school, and teachers told me what to do and what to think about. Then I joined the army and had senior ranks telling me how to dress and where to go as well. I never spent much time seeking answers or wanting to become better educated for the sake of my career. But when you are passionate about what you do for a living, you end up spending a lot of time on self-development and you improve very quickly because somehow you suck up the information like a sponge. In fact, what you're doing is developing a good habit without even noticing it. You're picking up routines and positive practices with no problem because the rewards are so worthwhile. It's a virtuous circle. Passion generates creativity. 
Creativity never really came to me until I started doing what I wanted to in life. Thinking outside the box was not something I'd ever done or really been encouraged to do. I'd always just listened and taken orders. And I would probably have never gone beyond that if I had not decided to follow my passions. What happened when I started to follow my passions, however, was that I began to look at things in different ways. And I started to think outside the box in applying everything that I knew for the benefit of other people. Looking back at how my business has developed, I realised I could never have predicted when I started that I would have a diverse range of services and packages to offer people through such a varied range of media. It just goes to show how much focusing on what you enjoy stimulates ideas and a willingness to run with them. Passion gives you energy. I've recently opened up my own gym facility and I've been putting in some crazy hours. I was working 67 days a week in the first few weeks, starting at 4am and finishing at 9pm, then forcing myself to head home and get some sleep before doing it all over again. If I'd been asked to work these hours in a normal job, I would have told the management to stick their request where the sun doesn't shine. The reality is that time just disappears when you are loving every minute of what you do. And it seems to give you an insane amount of energy. What to someone else would seem a rather punishing regime is something that I thrive on. Although we tend to believe that time flies when we're having a good time, studies indicate what it is about the enjoyable time that causes it to go by more quickly. It seems to be the goal pursuit or achievement directed action we're engaged in that matters. Just being content or satisfied may not make time fly, but being excited or actively pursuing a desired object can. Philip Gable, University of Alabama. I think many people have been conditioned to believe that there are only eight hours in a day. They are starting work at nine, finishing at five, and their approach is something along the lines of, I have an externally motivated work ethic based on getting paid every month. So once I've done my eight hours, I'm off the hook and I can head home and forget about my job. Once they're home, often the feet go up and the TV goes on. I'm sorry, but if you've kissed your kids goodnight at 8pm, you've still got another few hours in which you could be working before you go to bed. Though unless you're running your own business, you won't see things from this perspective. So bearing in mind that the average person works eight hours a day and much of that time has been spent procrastinating, it's not surprising that when passionate entrepreneurs put in 16 hours a day of non-stop hustle, they very quickly achieve their goals. It's the energy that passion generates that will see you through the tough times. When I was made redundant, I didn't know what I was going to do. But as soon as I had made the decision to follow my passion, it was as if a bubble had formed around me. Suddenly, I saw there were 24 hours in a day and I only really had to sleep for a few of them. I had this sense of being in control of my own destiny and a deep conviction that things would work out okay. Passion was keeping me motivated for adversity. It enabled me to look at the positives in everything that I was doing and it eventually saw me come out on top. That really moulds you as a human being. Passion sells. I like to think I'm a pretty good salesman, but this is only because I know that what I'm selling can genuinely benefit each and every person who buys it. I spend hours and hours chewing people's ears off about my services, but as they are my passion, they are an easy sell rather than a hard sell, which increases my sales and grows my business. I get an immense amount of pleasure from seeing the look on people's faces when they realise that after so many years of trying, they are finally getting the results they've been after. It's brilliant when you can combine your passion with making a real contribution to other people's lives. But a lot of people struggle with their business as they are simply trying to sell a product because they need the money not because they believe in the product. They're worried that someone is going to buy it and then discover that it's no good. When you talk about a product or service you are genuinely passionate about, it sounds the same whether you do it as part of your work or outside of work, because it's something that you live and breathe. 
You will have an aura about you as you talk about it. Your face will light up and the person you are talking to will be able to see your conviction and sincerity quite clearly and will believe in what you have to offer. In my own case, it's perfectly clear that I've been taking my own medicine and that it works. Building your business. I think before you start developing a business, you must be realistic with yourself. Too many people seem to imagine that they can apply their skills to anything, but there is more to it than that. You need to understand exactly what it is that you can offer, understand whether there is a need for it, and understand who would actually want to buy it. It's all very well to get excited about your business offer, but you have to be able to see it from the perspective of potential customers as well as from your own perspective. And potential customers can be far from rational when it comes to thinking about what they're looking for in a product. Quite apart from the basic cost-benefit analysis people undertake when they're considering buying something, it's useful to analyse people's fears of disappointment, failure, humiliation, certainly in the context of fitness, of the unknown properties of what they are buying. People's frustrations with products or services that appear to promise a lot but do not deliver. And the differences and similarities between your product or service and everybody else's. Think about how you buy your goods and services online. Here's where analysis can provide insight rather than paralysis. Go back over a recent transaction and try to identify your motivations and emotions at any given moment and then apply the lessons to your own marketing. Starting out. To be honest, I was more or less forced into starting a business. I just thought I'll jump straight in at the deep end and tried to swim. There wasn't a lot of strategy involved. I was just going to put my all into it and make it happen. I was lucky enough to be able to get a significant amount of credit. So I rented some premises for a studio and launched myself into it. It was trial and error to begin with, just testing things out and most importantly, not giving up when things didn't seem to be working out. After all, I didn't want to lose my investment and that was what motivated me to carry on. Everyone needs some incentive to make it work, some skin in the game as they say. And mine was that in effect I had no skin left so I just had to make it. How much of a risk you can take will of course depend on your personal circumstances. A 22-year-old with no commitments is far better placed to work all hours and survive on a pittance than someone with a family to support. So timing is everything. It may be that you need to tread water for a while until, say, your children can support themselves. But this nevertheless gives you an opportunity for learning and preparing for when you can launch your business. And once you do, there will be that much less on-the-job learning to do. In this early phase, the most important thing you can do is listen to people. Get as much feedback as you can from customers and clients, in as many different ways as you can. A casual conversation could be far more useful and enjoyable from a client's point of view than an impersonal survey. And try to find out what it is that people are not saying to your face through social media and through your informal networks. My business model has changed hugely as a result of feedback and of continuing to analyse and evaluate exactly what it is I'm doing which I'll explore in the next section. Developing the business. When I started my business about four years ago, it was very results-based, by which I mean that a client presented themselves to me looking a certain way, I would transform them, and they would end up looking different. That was how my mindset worked at the time. My job was basically to get them from before to after as quickly as possible. I gave them a plan of action, and if they followed it, they'd get a result. The only thing that they learned from that was how to follow a plan of action. It didn't educate them about why the plan worked or inspire them. In fact, I gave the client the minimum because I feared that if they knew exactly what I was doing, they would do it for themselves and I wouldn't be needed any longer. But this changed at about the time my focus shifted from myself to other people. As I became more focused on my wife and on our baby daughter, who was about to be born, 
I also became more involved with my clients and I actually put on about £40. As I became more attuned to other people's needs, my business began to grow, as well as my waistline, temporarily. My whole outlook became more abundant and I saw my work as being to teach them everything I knew. Now, not only can they understand how to affect that transformation themselves, they can sustain it as well. And guess what? They still need me because they enjoy spending time with me. And because they value the requirement to be accountable to me, to check in with me for some assurance, and they value the advice and encouragement, they need me because I will be honest with them in a way that others won't be. What this discovery brought home to me was the importance of sound values in business. Business values. Always be honest with your clients. Go for the generous approach. What more could you offer them? Be open to feedback. Don't try to sell anyone anything you wouldn't be happy to buy yourself. Be yourself. Don't pretend to be some fitness guru, business tycoon, etc. Make sure your customers, clients, trust in you is never misplaced. Tackle problems as soon as you see them arising. Clients are your marketing material, and that's why it's worth going beyond the call of duty for them. You may be advertising online and elsewhere, but that only gets clients in the door. After that, it's all down to the experience they have. A client came up to me the first week after I'd opened the gym, when we'd been getting some good reviews. He said he'd be meaning to put a review up, but I told him to wait six months. I said, well, we're a new business, and like any new business, we want to make a good impression. And so we're currently in our honeymoon period. I'll know I've done my job if you feel the same in six months' time as you do this week. Finally, don't undervalue your business. If you don't value it, why should anybody else? Membership of my gym is significantly more expensive than elsewhere, but that's because I offer a lot more than other gyms. You may have a cheap gym membership, but if you haven't made any progress over three years, it's actually rather expensive. You could come to my gym and sign up to a three-month transformation program, which would in the end be far cheaper. This applies whatever the product or service. If you have put your passion into developing it, it will be a premium product that should carry a price that reflects the time, care and effort that has gone into it. Creating a team. A few years ago, I heard something in a podcast that really changed the game for me. It was, if you are the biggest asset in your business, then you don't have a business. I realised that if you took me out of the equation, you would be left with absolutely nothing. I realised that I needed to create a team of like-minded people that I could mentor, coach and build up so we could all sing from the same hymn sheet and support one another to grow the business. I'm in the middle of this process right now. The fact that I now have a team of people with complementary skills and backgrounds has dramatically increased the appeal of the service that I offer. Everyone is different and clients tend to gravitate naturally towards the team members whose style suits them. And I make sure that I give my team members plenty of autonomy because I know just how much I hate being micromanaged. I aim to recruit intrapreneurs, not entrepreneurs. Intrapreneurs are happy to grow their own business in my business, knowing that they will still have that safety net. Then I let them loose to come up with their own ideas as long as they are in line with the values of my business. I couldn't be happier when I see some of my old clients signing up with my new trainers because I know that they'll continue to progress and I'm proud to have created a team of people that my clients are willing to trust. Summary. When your passion is your business, you'll be motivated as never before. The hours devoted to developing your passion into a business will fly by. Following your passion will stimulate your creativity in ways you could not have imagined. Selling your product or service is easy when you have the conviction of your passion behind you. 
generosity in your approach to your clients will reap rewards. They will respond to your genuine desire to go the extra mile for them. Ensure the health of your business by building up an enthusiastic team who share your values. Give them the freedom to come up with ideas and make their own way within the value of your business. My challenge for you. What are you most passionate about? What could you talk about all day? How could you build that into a business? What would stop you? Tweet me your passions, your business ideas, and what's stopping you putting them into practice at Grenade Lower the lights down, hand over my crown, hand over my heart. I do this for my town, I do this for my crowd. So turn me up real loud, my time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. Yeah, so what are you afraid of?